You are now listening to the Bornwich Generation Podcast with Apostle Mark Julius K. Bornwich. It is our prayer that the message you receive will inform, impact, set you free, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. So please, get your notebooks and pens ready, sit tight, and listen to today's message. You are going to say, my father, my maker, as I begin to pray, powers that are raging to spoil my testimony die in the name of Jesus listen to me my father my maker as I begin to pray powers ready to spoil my testimony die in the name of Jesus die 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 in the name of Jesus. Any power ready to destroy my testimonies. Wherever you are, as we begin to pray, O oh Lord, let that power die. Die, die in the name of Jesus. 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 In the power ready to destroy my destiny, to destroy my testimonies. As I begin to pray, die in the name of Jesus. 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 Eme pendele mosote ikampale yatata. Die in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. We are going to pray this next prayer. You will say, my father, my Lord, as I begin to pray, powers assigned to rubbish my destiny. Die in the name of Jesus. There are powers that have been assigned to rubbish your destiny. Some people don't know. Those of you that were with us on the Zoom, you see that spirit have been sent out. What to do? to cause nightmares, to cause demonic enchantment, to cause distractions. But God is telling let's deal with these powers that has been assigned to rubbish your destiny. If your voice can be loud as thunder, you are going to pray this prayer seven times. If you can unmute your microphone and say, my father, my Lord, as I begin to pray, powers assigned to rubbish my destiny, Die in the name of Jesus. Let's pray that prayer seven times. Let's go. My Father, my Lord, as I begin to pray, in the power assigned to rubbish my destiny, wherever you are, die in the name of Jesus. My Father, my Lord, as I begin to pray, in the power assigned to rubbish my destiny, wherever you are, Die in the name of Jesus, my Father, my Lord, as I begin to pray in the power assigned to rubbish my destiny. Wherever you are, die in the name of Jesus. Number four, in the power assigned to rubbish my destiny. Wherever you are, die, 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 die. In the name of Jesus, my Father, my Lord, as I begin to pray in the power assigned to rubbish my destiny. Die in the name of Jesus. Die in the name of Jesus. Die in the name of Jesus. My Father, my Lord, as I begin to pray in the power assigned to rubbish my destiny. Die in the name of Jesus. Die in the name of Jesus. In the power assigned to rubbish my destiny. Die. We are going to pray this next prayer. Some of you, what is going on now, we call it satanic intelligence. They have gathered satanic intelligence. And those intelligence are used to work against you. You will say on top of your voice, Any satanic intelligence working against my life. Die in the name of Jesus. We are going to say this prayer three times. Are you ready to pray this prayer? Are you ready? If you are ready, kindly and with your microphone, let's pray this prayer together. Let's go. In a satanic intelligence working against my life. Die in the name of Jesus. In a satanic intelligence working against my life. 
Die in the name of Jesus. Die in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Aha. We are going to pray this next prayer. Sorry I'm not giving you time to breathe, but let's pray this next prayer. You are going to say, Powers, I stop on pursuer. Dry up in the name of Jesus. There are people who have, or there are spirit entities that have taken the contract to follow you, to trail you, and they are receiving strength from a place. And we are going to pray that those stubborn pursuers of your life, those stubborn pursuers of your marriage, of your ministry, of your finances, those stubborn spirit pursuing you in the form of human beings, we are going to pray that their powers will dry up. And when it dry up, they can't do anything to you. On top of your voice, you are going to pray this prayer three times. Powers of my stubborn pursuers dry up in the name of Jesus. Powers of my stubborn pursuers dry up in the name of Jesus. Dry up in the name of Jesus. Powers of my stubborn pursuers dry up in the name of Jesus. Last one. Powers of my stubborn pursuers. Dry up in the name of Jesus. Dry up in the name of Jesus. Dry up in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you, Jesus. There are powers that are assigned not to kill you, not to destroy you, not to do anything evil to you, but they have been assigned to silence your glory. And your glory is the is the the manifest presence of God over your life. So if they silence your glory, then you are nothing before men and before God. So we are going to pray that any power that has been assigned to silence my glory, you are a liar. As I begin to pray, die in the name of Jesus. Say any power assigned to silence my glory you are a liar die in the name of Jesus pray that prayer three times let's go in the power assigned to silence my glory you are a liar die in the name of Jesus die in the name of Jesus in the power Aside to silence my glory as we begin to pray, oh Lord, let that power die in the name of Jesus. In the power assigned to silence people's glory, you are a liar. Die in Jesus' name. We pray. There's a spirit called the wister, and what the spirit does is that it would it won't attack your health, it won't do anything, but it will just appear in your life. And you see yourself wasting finances, wasting precious, you know, things. Some of you can sell something precious of yours. By the time you come to your consciousness, you see that you made a mistake. You shouldn't have sold that. Some of you make decisions that waste your life and destiny. We are going to pray this prayer. Please, powers, introducing my destiny to wasters. Your time is up. Die in the name of Jesus. Powers introducing my destiny to wasters. Your time is up. Die in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Now you will say, I fire back every arrow of infirmity in the name of Jesus. You will say on top of your voice, in the power that wants me to fail. You are a liar. Die in the name of Jesus. Are you ready to pray that prayer? I don't know who it is. Any power that wants me to fail, you are a liar. Die. One of the battles you are fighting is the battle of remaining at the same level. <laughs> now listen to me very carefully. We are going to pray this next prayer. There is a power assigned to make you remain at the same level. I was telling somebody that the enemy of best is better. 
the enemy of better is good wherever you find yourself don't be comfortable we are going to pray this next prayer on top of your voice and I want you to be very aggressive this prayer you are going to say it only two times you are going to say battles assigned to keep me on the same level die in the power in the battle assigned to keep me on the same level die in the name of Jesus I'm not here to massage the problems that are dealing with you I am here to make sure there is a change there is a change we are going to pray this next prayer and this prayer please pray to there are powers that has vowed that when you come to this meeting you will leave here empty so there are people when they come check it the moment I have or I'm teaching I'm about to say something that will transform their life they leave you are going to say any power that has vowed to swallow me before I leave this place die in the name of Jesus say any power that wants or that has vowed to swallow me before I leave this place die in the name of Jesus this month to the end of the year something good is coming but that same feeling you can tell that there is also an attack on that feeling listen to me carefully I'm, I'm prophesying but I'm prophesying in a prayer point so you should know that you have to be sensitive here you are having that this month to the end of the year you just perceive that something good is coming I was praying with Kyle concerning some few people some names that were given to me and some of you we have you on our let me say our A-list because the situation on ground is too much we are praying and Kai said man of God what I'm seeing is strange and I said what is it he said this woman we prayed for that was rejected she's going to get what I'm seeing she's going to get it back but it's going to be better like joke the woman texted her the woman thought she was texting me texted Kyle and said it has happened I've been able to secure what was taken from me do you know the prayer we prayed I want you to be very attentive you are going to repeat that prayer there are some of you listening to me we call it the womb of wickedness do you know what's the womb of wickedness? The womb of wickedness cages your opportunities. But today, that demonic womb will burst out. Oh, I didn't hear a wonderful amen. Some of you don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> there are some of you, the wicked womb of the enemy has caged your destiny. It has caged the opportunities that will advance you to the next level. It has caged your open doors. But if I be an apostle of the living God, under this atmospheric change, I decree over your life that that womb will burst open by fire in the name of Jesus. You will say on top of your voice, the womb of the wicked caging my opportunities burst out by fire in the name of Jesus. Is somebody ready to pray that prayer? Say that prayer only two times. Let's take the last prayer point. Who is your prophet? Can he see when God is revealing? Can he hear when God is speaking? Can he decree and declare when things are not going on well in your life? Well, if you don't have that, you are in the right room at the right time because God still speaks in this room. Now listen to me. This prayer it's not for one person. It's for everybody. Even me, myself. I pray this prayer. And I want you to pray this prayer. And this is what we are going to pray. You are going to say, powers that are saying good things will not last in my life. You are a liar. Die 
in the name of Jesus. Sometimes we are attacking certain spirit, but they are not there. The spirit that is resident and domicile is the spirit that says, all right, you have good things, but it ain't going to last. It's not going to stay. And some of you, that is how you lost good husbands. That is how some of you lost good opportunities. That is how some of you lost good wives. That is how some of you lost a good job. Because there is a spirit that came and said that good things will not last in your life. We are going to pray this next prayer. And you will say it on top of your voice. You are going to say powers that are saying good things will not come or will not last in my life. You are a liar. Die. Good things will not come. Aha. Uh-huh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Father, we thank you and we bless you for a wonderful time in your presence. Father, we thank you for every time we come before you, there is a rub of your glory. There is a rub of your divine wisdom. Father, as we enter into your word, let us not live here the same, we came, the same way we came. Father, let us live here with a, with a lasting testimony. Father, as we begin to pray and enter into your word, open our eyes of understanding. Give us clarity into whatever we are about to discuss. Father, at the end of it all, have your way. Have your way over the water direction we'll be praying over. Father, every infirmity, every point of attack, every demonic orchestration that will go on, Father, we thank you for you have already canceled it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Can the church of God shout a wonderful amen? Can somebody say, my life has just turned around? Can someone say, the top is my portion, the bottom is not my portion? Can somebody say, I am entitled for the top I am not entitled for mediocrity. Lastly, let's make this declaration say, I will never lack in Jesus' name. I want to speak on what I call the 10 life lessons. Our anchor scripture will be taken from the book of Luke chapter 18, verse number 1 to 5. The Bible says, and he spoke or he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Verse 2 says, saying, there was a city in a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city. And she came unto him saying, avenge me of my adversaries. And she would not for a while, but afterward she she said within herself, Though I fear not God, nor regarded man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Luke 18, verse 1 to 5. I could tell that the quitters spirit or the quitters who quit a student in the school of failure. And quitters are people who never get to the promised land. The quitter is a father with seven children. Anybody who quits is a father of seven children. And let me give you the seven children of quitters. Number one is procrastination. Number two is fear. Number three is indecision. Number four is compromise. Number five, lack of wisdom. Number six, discouragement. Number seven, incomplete or lack of deliverance. Anytime you see somebody quitting, the person has enrolled in the school of failure. And in the school of failure, 
the major causes you are going to study is procrastination. I'll do it tomorrow. I will do it another time. Oh, I will thank God later. I will pray later. Another course you study in the school of failure for quitting is fear. You will enroll in that subjectivity and you might not have the authority to face what you got to face. A woman of God called me yesterday and she said, Apostle, if you don't take time, I'm going to stop my job. And I said, well, I told you about it, but you know. And I said, she said, there is somebody who has been working in the same company for 20 years and they terminated the person's appointment. That means her, her life has just come to an end because she didn't retire to have retirement benefit. She's gone back to zero. And she herself also talking to me, she has been there for over 20 years. I told her that take the bold step out of your comfortability. Move! And she did the movement. One day, she made times 10 of what she does in the company. And now she called me and said, Apostle, that was yesterday. I went out and I sold everything and there was nothing more. People wanted more. Apostle, from the way things are going, I might stop the job. One of the courses, again, that you study in the school of failure is indecision. Another thing you study is compromise. Some of you, you are, you are quitting because you want to compromise. Lack of vision. The woman who was going to the unjust judge did not procrastinate. She was going every day that avenged me of my cause. She was going every day without fear. She went. She never quit. She wasn't indecisive that, okay, well, because he's not said this, she kept on moving. She did not compromise. She had a vision that this judge must plead or must avenge me. She was not discouraged despite what was going on. One of the major reasons why people are quitting in their destiny work is because they are discouraged. That is why I am prophesying upon you all that the anointing for the next level will fall upon your life. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy upon your life that the serpent that has swallowed your opportunities shall vomit them now in the name of Jesus. And I want to say this. Any power of automatic failure in your life shall die in the name of Jesus. I decree over your life that you will not give up. Your problem shall rather give up in the name of Jesus. So, no matter what happens, do not give up. Do not quit. Somebody said many years ago in a very powerful sermon, he said, quitters never win and winners never quit. The second lesson I want to give you is Genesis chapter 3 verse 9. The divine question comes up here. Where art thou? Genesis chapter 3 verse 9. That is one of the divine questions. Where art thou? That question is still solid in this dispensation. It was said thousands of years ago. But that question is still relevant. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? The Lord asking Adam where he was. was a strange question indeed. From the kings of kings and the lords of lords. Asking Adam, where art thou? Is it that God did not know where Adam was? Have you thought to analyze it? Did you think that God did not know where Adam was? Was he not the one who created Adam and placed him in the garden? Where are thou? What it means is that Adam was not where God wanted him to be. So, by where are thou, the question that God is asking you is, where are you in your destiny map? Some of you have to sit down and ask yourself. Where are you in your destiny map? Some of you, God is asking you questions today. Where art 
thou, Apostle Mark? Where art thou, woman of God, Patricia? Where art thou, woman of God, Olivia? What, what, what he's asking is, where are you regarding your vision? Have you sat down to answer God? Where are thou concerning your vision? You think God didn't know where he was in the garden, but he wanted to know, Adam, this destiny map, where are you? Are you on track? Did I call you to come and eat fruit? That would destroy you, or I gave you a purpose. Where are thou? Where are thou regarding your vision? Where are you regarding the plan of God for your life? God is asking, where are you? The plans concerning your life. God is asking, where are you? You too, you are asking God, God, you've not blessed me with money. God is also asking you, where art thou? God is asking you, where are you regarding the talent, the giftings, the abilities that I have given to you? God is asking, you can sing, you can dance, you can write, you can preach. God is asking you, where art thou? Where are you regarding the opportunities that he has given to you? God is asking, those opportunities I gave you, the fact that you are even on this life listening, where are thou? Where are you regarding, regarding the call of God for your life? He is asking, you, God has called you. Where are you concerning the call of God over your life? This question is relevant to me, is relevant to you, is relevant to everybody who is listening to me and those who listen to me on every platform. This question is relevant to you. Where art thou? Some of you, you see, I'm teaching you something and if you catch the revelation, you move. Some of you, you are always supplicating before God. But have you sat down to answer simple questions like this? God is saying that you are asking me plenty questions. But where are you? I gave you a talent. I gave you a gift. Where are you? Number three. God does not quit. His true children do not quit. When you confront any good success, there would be opportunities to give up. You must always remember that God, your father, does not quit. Listen to me. Oh. This is lessons of life. Many of you are brought before opportunities. I mean good ones. But in that good opportunity, you want to quit. Sometimes there are people who they are users. They want to come and just use you and go. But one thing I want to let you know is that God does not quit. Are you hearing me? God does not quit. So if you are a true child of God, don't quit. Let me give you another, the, the fourth lesson I am learning from life. Look, using Luke chapter 18, verse number 1 to 5. One major tragedy in life is people who are ignoring the purpose of God for their lives and trying to copy others. One of the lessons I have learned from Luke chapter 18, verse 1 to 5, and what I can study from it, and what I have studied and equated it to life situations, you can tell that there are people, and that is a very major tragedy I want us to deal with. There are many people in life, they are ignoring their purpose of God or the purpose of God for their lives. And they are copying others. You cannot decide to become a photocopy. When God has made you an original, a lot of people are in trouble in this our world because they are trying to be what God has not said they are. You, who confirm you as a prophet? Because you had a dream and it came to pass. You think that's what makes you a prophet? You are trying to copy the... Me, people call me prophet. I, I, sometimes I don't even respond. When you check my flyers, you don't see apostle, prophet. You see that it's mostly just my name. It is the workability of... You see, God does not call people who are sitting. God calls workers. 
So when you are working, God, you see, God will call you. When you are working on the field, if you are preaching, you are teaching, you are an evangelist or doing whatever you are doing, your, your respective tight. Now in America, people don't know their name again. When I, when I call somebody, hello, hey, please, this is, this is Brother Mark. This is, uh, this is Mark. Uh, you are speaking to Mark. Oh, yes, yeah, my name is Prophetess. I'll be like, Prophetess is not a name. It's a title. What's your name? So my name is Prophetess Jingo Jinga Jingus. I'm just using an example. People have lost their originality and their copying. A lot of troubles in this world began when people began to copy people and not looking out for the originality God has given to them. All those gifts and talent are God's deposit in your life. God deposited all those gifts and talent in your life into your personal account. You determine what to do with them. And there, there, there are souls attached to those gifts and talent given to you. You won't find me around church politics. You won't find me around problems in ministries. Check it. Issues that will arise, you see, I won't be there, but I'll come after. Because my gift serves bigger purpose than just issues. God has given you abilities, giftings, talent. And don't forget, the reason why God will judge the church first is because your giftings and your abilities have souls attached to them. There are souls and destinies that are attached to your calling. And if you play the buffoonery, you play the ignoramus, you play the fact that I am not ready, I am not this, I am not in the right place, I can't do this. Souls are being lost and God will judge you. It is a very great tragedy when you abandon your God-made composition or you try to change who God has made you to be. You cannot, you cannot become another person. Another person cannot become you. Nobody can be Apostle Mark. Nobody can be Mark him. Nobody can be Olivia. You can replicate yourself through the revelation people will catch from you. It does not mean you should change your call. That is why when people get closer to me, I don't tell them stop what you are doing and follow me 24-7. I don't tell them stop who you are and change your evangelical call to become an apostle. I nature them in their gifts and let them manifest what God has called them to do. One of the lessons of life, number five, I want to say to you is that Successful people start their journey at the junction where most people give up. At this point, maybe, let me ask, let me ask some questions. Remember, we are talking about life lessons to learn in life. To make your life move forward, you must start asking these questions. Number five, successful people start their journey at the junction where people give up let me let me let's let's ask ourselves some questions what exactly is the vision for your life i was watching the interview of this um how do you call it kfc he said he cursed god he hated god that he's failing all over his life 70 years later that was where he picked up the pieces, started doing the chicken business. He now understood, and he understood God in a better way. Now, you have to ask yourself, I said successful people start their journey at the junction where most people have given up. So you, you see, when I ask these questions, you understand where you can pick your life lessons from. So what I'm saying is that what exactly is the vision for your life? People are giving up because they don't know the vision for their lives. One of my daughters called me. I've missed talking to her. When she called me, said, Papa, mm -hmm. 
this is this and this and this is the update. And I said, huh, if you let this opportunity pass you, myself, I will appear in America and I will belt you, I will whip you. This is, you see, those of you who don't know, the marital portals have been open f- this year. Those of you who are sensitive, you'll notice it. People are just marrying. Strange people are just, you know, people are just connecting and they are marrying. There is a, there's an open portal. So if you miss it, if you miss it, you've missed it. Ask yourself, what is the vision for your life? What are you planning? No, you have to ask yourself, are you planning to die big or die small? <laughs> ask yourself, are you planning to die big or you are planning to die small? I always told you, or I'm saying it again, successful people start their journey at the junctions where people have given up. Pay attention. Ask yourself this question. Are you believing God for anything big? Or you are still in the mediocrity zone? Well, God, I just need a hundred dollars. You know, I just need a hundred. While some of us, we are praying for a million. We are praying for billions. We are praying for a hundred Ask yourself, do, do you carry out personal spiritual checkup? When you talk of spiritual checkup, have you asked yourself, how many scriptures do I know? What, what, how can I ask this? Am I, am I prayerful enough? Who have I prayed for? And the person receives some peace in his spirit. Who am I praying for? You do personal supplication. You, you, you do a spiritual, spiritual checkup. Am I where God wants me to be? You ask yourself, are you running away from something? Are you afraid of something? These are questions that successful people ask themselves and they face the problem. I'm teaching some lessons in life. Are you running away from something? Are you afraid of something? Are you a mediocre? If you say you are coming to the boring generation and everyone is at your level spiritually, will there be revival in the church? Would there be revival in this ministry? There must be a difference. Ask yourself, are you an ingrate? Does the devil know who you are? Those people who tried to cast out demons were asked, Jesus we know, Paul we know, but who the hell are you? Do you know what that means? Or your name is not in the register of those who should who we should be respecting are you hearing me so does the devil know who you are or the devil knows that you there you are look you are lukewarm there's nothing god has god has rejected you even the devil has rejected you the devil said jesus we know we respect that man paul we know we respect him apostle mark we know him but the question is do they know you? Does the devil know you? Or the devil knows that you are part of him? Ask yourself these questions and answer them. Ask yourself, am I a time waster? Am I wasting my time? Do I have mouth diarrhea? Talking, just talking anyhow. Everywhere you are talking. Everywhere you are talking. Do I have unforgiveness? Ask yourself. Do I practice any destructive habit? Ask yourself. I called somebody two days ago. I said, you, you are smoking. You think you are enjoying life. The person quoted Matthew 6, 34 for me, that tomorrow will take care of yourself. I said, do you remember what Luke, 4, Luke 14 was also saying? That who will sit down to build a building without counting the cost? If tomorrow will take care of yourself, have you planned to, for tomorrow? You are here smoking. I said, time will come when you even get money, you'll be in and out of hospital because of what you are doing today. Go and think about it. Which of the gift and talent I have, am I using it for the Lord? Or my abilities, I'm using to uh, advertise the kingdom of hell. Do I have more envy and jealousy? Am I teachable? Some of you are not teachable. Is heaven happy with me? Am I a happy person? Let me say this to you. Another lesson you have to know is that what you do first thing in the morning 
and last thing at night determines your progress. That is why you must open your day with prayer and close your day with prayer. Jesus started with prayer and ended with prayer. Everywhere he went, my Lord was doing good. These two times in the day are your most vulnerable times of the day and could provoke defeat. The devil is an early riser. He begins to provoke and push things into people's mind in the morning and at night. So what you do in the morning, what you do at night will determine your progress. Number seven lesson of life is that procrastination is a killer. Procrastination is a killer. One of the tools the devil makes use or makes you miss God's timing for your life is procrastination. Let me tell you, stop every form of procrastination. What God wants you to do, do it immediately. Don't say I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the right time. The right time. Have you, have you forgotten that the day you said, when I get a thousand, I'll give God this. When the thousand came, you, you saw that how the bills went up. The thousand wasn't enough. When I get a ten thousand. That is one of the tools the devil is using. Procrastination. You will never, you will never, read my lips, you will never achieve anything when you engage the spirit of procrastination. Stop all forms of procrastination. Anything God wants you to do it, do it immediately. Number seven, worry is a killer. Worry leads nobody anywhere. It leads from somewhere to nowhere. If you are worried, have you noticed? I have seen women because of worry and because of thinking, they went to a club or they went to drinking spot. They got drunk and they end up sleeping with a different man. Worry will take you from somewhere to nowhere. Human beings are bound to experience mistakes. Listen to me. But the beautiful people quickly rise up, correct their mistakes, and move on. Don't stay where you are. Don't dwell in this pool of worry. We are human beings, as I said, and anything that is in being is still undergoing process. We will make mistakes. Don't dwell in the mistake. John chapter 8, Jesus said, Have I accused you? Take up your things. Go and say no more. Give her a chance not to worry. Go and do better. Don't repeat your mistakes. Number eight. It is better to fail at something than to do nothing at all. It's better to fail at something than to do nothing at all. If you are lazy, the enemy will waste you. So it is better to fail than to do nothing at all. I want you to understand this very well. And Apostle, this is not my field. This is not my field. So, okay, well, I ain't going to do nothing. I'm not going to do nothing. Well, the fact that you're doing nothing is the reason why the enemy is wasting you. Because an idle mind is the devil's headquarters. It's better you try something and fail. When they dis- I think when they're discovering light bulb, the person failed 999 times. In his failure, he was discovering new things. I think it was out of that we got gunpowder. I'm not sure, but that is what I read. It's better you fail at something. You say you, someone says, or you know you can sing, but you are not confident. Do it. Be failing. One day, you'll get better. I was writing a sermon one time, and I wrote, if you don't know how to sing, and you know singing is a passion, just start singing anyhow. Very soon, anyhow, will become the best. If you are a writer, write anything. Don't wait for an inspiration. Write anything. Write anything. Anything, just write. Very soon, that anything will become something. You are a cook, cook every time. Be doing it. 
be, be on it. You will make mistakes. In the mistakes, you will discover something. There's a way can you fry fish? And I've not seen that because my mom is a caterer. I don't know how she did it, but when she fries the fish, Jesus Christ, it tastes like chicken and it tastes like fish <laughs> at the same time. Hallelujah. You see, she was just doing something, doing something, and she discovered it. Do something. Stop telling yourself that no. It's better you fail at something, no? Let me tell you something. Let, let me share my experience to you. I'm very shy of crowds. You see me talking with both, I'm very shy of crowds. So the church I was formerly, I mean, when we talk about even opening prayer section, that is early morning, the number of people that sit for opening prayer are more than 2,500. Just imagine. And the pastor will say, go and open the service. Come and see me making mistakes. I'm speaking, me that my English is very fluent. At that moment, my English is going left and right. People will laugh at me. But look at me today. I was very shy of camera. So do you know how I killed, do you know how I killed that? I started with Facebook Live. I've just deleted most of my old Facebook Live because <laughs> I was practicing there. I started Facebook Live facing the camera. Started recording short, short videos with my phone to master the camera. Don't sit there and say you are waiting for one day you'll be perfect. Where? How? You think it's a spirit that will drop on you. It is practice. It's better you fail at something and learn from it and become better than one pastor told me something. Let me say this. He said he will personally pay somebody to break his daughter's heart. <laughs> I laughed. He said broken heart to give you wisdom. Broken heart will open your mind. Broken heart will teach you something. And I said, oh, it's not necessary. He said, you're apostle. You just don't know. He said, people who have not gone through broken heart, they don't think promptly. And I said, no, it's not so. It's better to fail at something. It's better to be alone than to be in the company of wrong people. It's better to be alone than to be in the company of wrong people. These are some of the lessons I've learned. And I was telling a woman of God yesterday, she's in my country, did well, very, she's doing very well. I told her that, listen, where you are going to you, you, are, you, are, you are treading on a lonely path and start getting used to it. If you want to succeed, you have to be alone. You are having, you are doing business, you are doing something and there's someone getting closer to you wanting to know everything. Don't you see, some of you have to go back and read 48 Laws of Power. Sometimes you must lead them down the wrong path because those people, they are building... I said I'll share this. That is why I think Shana is on the live. She asked me something. She's very sensitive. I wrote something on my start. I said the most dangerous species or untrustable species on the earth is human being. A lady called me this morning. Listen, oh, I've been praying with her. Not knowing every man she goes to date, her biological sister, younger sister, hallelujah, the biological younger sister goes to text the man and spoil and say things about her big sister to the man. She didn't know. So this sister was giving her attitude and yesterday, this lady's current fiancé came and said, hmm, well, your sister not knowing was proposing to me and stuff two months ago. And the lady was like, so she did that and why didn't you also tell me? She's my sister, my family. Why didn't you tell me? People, human beings, she never knew that it's her own sister. Her own sister. I had to talk to her, encourage her. Fear human beings, oh. Be very careful. When you are doing your business, have wisdom. 48 laws of power will tell you that don't let them know what you are up to next because they will build a defense mechanism or a blockage against you. So lead them down the wrong path. Sometimes, Kola <laughs> is not here. Someone will call me. Apostle, where you, where you at? Where you, where, where you at? Well, um, I'm currently in a car going to town. I'm on my bed. I'm on my bed. Oh, 
you see that by the time they say that, I noticed that they were trying to follow a particular car to follow me. Sometimes I'll tell them that I'm at home, but I'm not home. I'm somewhere. Sometimes it's, you have to be smart to know people's mind. I posted something. Sometimes you just have to get up and run and see those who follow you. I posted it. It's better to be alone. Let me give you another last but one lesson. You need to learn the principles of spiritual retreat. You need to learn the principle of spiritual retreat. Saying, times you are alone with God. That is, there is a time you must focus on God. You must have that spiritual retreat system. Do you know what the Bible said? He said, in quietness and confidence shall be. There are times you just, you just sometimes send the kids to an auntie or relative because you know within that time, husband will go to work, you know, so you, you lock yourself indoors. It's not necessary to pay trips and say you want to travel to, you know. Sometimes lock yourself in the room. No music, no, sorry, no food, no, no nothing. Just be in the room. Lock yourself up. Praying, having your alone time. And do you know how to do it? If you know you have six hours of solitude, let me show you what to do. That's six hours. Pray one hour, two hours. Because when you pray intensively and pray in the spirit, that time you used to sleep, you have visions. When you wake up from the vision, you generate another prayer point. That is three hours already. You pray one hour again. That is four. Then the remaining two hours, you rest. When you rest and wake up, you have clarity and have answers. You know, if you pray, 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 how will God talk to you? You are not the type that you know you can stand and just listen and hear God. You are not the type that is sensitive to the tokens and revealing of mysteries through, you know, the nature. The time, have a time where God will come back and communicate to you. It's no problem, but you can, you can minimize or maximize that seven hours you have to be yourself. Put away your phone. If you put on your phone just to get the scriptures you need. Some of you, these teachers, you just to get some scriptures. I have, I have people who have written my notes ever since they joined. They have it in books. So they just go and flip, 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 flip. They get the scripture. Flip, 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 flip. Get the scripture. Flip, 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 flip. Get the scripture. And they are going. You need to learn the principle of spiritual retreat. You must learn the principle of spiritual retreat. Let me give you the last one. I want to say this. Be a prayer warrior. And be a Bible addict. The Bible is a book of directions and not suggestions. And what I want to say is that the strongest actions you can take in any situation is to go on your knees, your knees and pray. That's one of the strongest actions you can engage in. Go on your knees and pray. Go on your knees and pray. How many of you have been blessed by these teachings? Before, before we do anything... If you have your water with you, kindly take it up. I want to pray on the water because I'm recording. Then we'll come back to just talk. Um, let me pray on the water. How many of you have your water? We need to know that water is refreshing. Water is life. And water is an agent of cleansing. Amen. I'm going to make some prolific declarations. So please make sure you have your water in your hands whilst I pray. Please place the water in your right hands. I'm going to say something and I want you to respond amen seven times. So when I say a sevenfold amen, you say amen, 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 amen. At the mention of my name, at the mention of your name in any kingdom of darkness the fire of confusion shall turn them upside down in the name of Jesus a sevenfold amen let's go amen amen amen
Amen. 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 Arrows of darkness assigned to pull you down. Backfire in the name of Jesus. Don't say amen. Any power that have marked you and your family for an accident, for death, as you drink this water now, they will be wasted by fire in the name of Jesus. As every fourth, amen. Let's go. Any power that has marked any of you here for destruction, as you drink this water, they will be wasted in their own blood in the name of Jesus just shout one amen together let's go your garment of victory in the pot of the wicked your garment of authority in the cauldron of the wicked as you drink this water today you will come out of every demonic cauldron and pot in the name of Jesus. Say, as I drink this water, the lion of darkness assigned to consume my breakthrough shall be consumed by the lion of Judah. Say, as I drink this water, every strange dog Every strange dog moving their tongue against me, they shall be silenced in the name of Jesus. See it. You are going to say, they say, as I drink this water, any power ringing evil bell for me to die, you shall die in my place in the name of Jesus. <laughs> now I'm going to say the prayer again but this time you will say amen seven times when I say a sevenfold amen you will say amen amen I decree and declare as an apostle of the living God that as you drink this water any power ringing evil bells for you to die they shall die in your place in the name of Jesus. And seven fold, amen. Let's go. Amen. 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 Aha. God bless you, Debbie, for making your kids pray this prayer. Now we are going to say the last one, and I want a seven fold amen. This will be the last one. As we finish with the amen, you open the water and drink. <laughs> As you drink it, everything in your system will be flushed out. Any covenant, the enemy will be... Listen, this, this is not an... This is, I call it manna water. This is manna water direction. I am... You see, I just listened to God, so please be with me. I want to say this prayer over you. Any power that hate to hear good news about you as you drink this water they shall die in the name of Jesus can I hear sevenfold amen amen aha now everybody open your water when you open the water, blow air on it three times. After blowing air over it, say, I changed this water to the blood of Jesus. There's somebody here, as you were drinking the water, your throat felt very dried and it tastes like chalk or sand. You have to take it again. Someone, as you were taking it, you could feel the taste has changed in your mouth. It tastes like coconut 
coconut. You need to take it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's message. It is our prayer that today's message has proven to empower, equip, and impact you with knowledge and strength to draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Listen to more sermons by Apostle Mark Julius on podcast, Audio Mac, and Spotify by searching for Mark Julius K. Bormich. We invite you to partner with us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Mark Julia Cujo, YouTube, Bormich Generation, and Instagram, Mark Bormich. For prayer and sponsorship, kindly call or WhatsApp plus 233-5744-01889 or plus 233-5440-83430 or send us an email juliusmark85 at gmail.com. Thank you.